Hey, it's Guy Raz from NPR's How I Built This. And each week on the show during this unprecedented crisis, I'll be asking some of the top founders and builders how they're dealing with the economic impact of the coronavirus and hear about some of the ways they're pivoting to fight it. Subscribe or listen now to How I Built This. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hey, Robin. And Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. It's New Music Friday that day of the week when most new albums drop. We listen to hours and hours of them and share the best ones we hear. It is April 24th, and we've got new ones from Sylvanesso, Lucinda Williams, and more. But we start off with Brendan Benson and his latest. It's called Dear Life. Open up your heart, baby, and let somebody in. Let's roll it back to the start and try this once again. Sometimes you gotta spell it out so I can understand. But you know when it comes down to it, I'm your man. I can Brendan Benson so much. <laughs> the the album from Brendan Benson is called Dear Life. This song is the opening cut. I can if you want me to. Uh, it pains me to say that Stephen turned me on to Brendan Benson. It's been more than a decade ago. I, I'd never heard of the guy before Stephen mentioned him and his incredible debut album, One Mississippi. Such a great record. And Stephen, I know you're going to agree with me that I just think Brendan Benson is criminally underrated hook-making machine. I mean, I think he's gotten much better known thanks to his work with Jack White and the Raconteurs. That's, I think, how the most people are probably familiar with his music. He's made a, a yeah. really strong string of records with that kind of super group. But I actually really prefer his solo music. You mentioned One Mississippi, his debut album from 1996. That album is almost 25 years old. He had wow. another terrific record a few years later called La Palco. This is his seventh solo album, his first since 2013. And part of what immediately jumped out to me at this record, as much as he's always managed to work a little bit of darkness into this big, bright sound, this is a more hopeful and upbeat record. And I really appreciated being able to, to tap into to a more hopeful sound from him. Well, I know that Brendan Benson, who lives here in Nashville, took some time off the road and, and focused on his life as a family man. He has two kids, and that factors very heavily into the songwriting yeah. here. I mean, you know, there are several songs dedicated to his children and all about how much he loves his wife. But sonically, I think what matters about that decision is that he made this record at home. So instead of the road dog who's doing the rock and roll thing, he was experimenting with synthesizers and drum programming. And you hear a lot of that on this record. 
Brendan Benson, he wrote, he performed almost everything, produced the record on his own. Love, love, love it. Steven, you mentioned the rock on tours uh, with Jack White. That certainly got Brendan Benson a larger audience. The focus of that band for so many people was Jack White. And to me, when you listen to the rock on tours, Brendan Benson was the secret sauce. Agreed. Or is the secret sauce of that group, I think. Well, if you want all sauce, get this record. (laughs) (laughs) If you just want the secret sauce, none of the mucky muck, then listen to... None of the icky thump. Although we love you, Jack. We love you. Brendan Benson is the artist. His uh, new solo album is called Dear Life. Uh, Let's go to another Nashville-based artist, Pam Tillis. Pam Tillis has a new record out now called Looking for a Feeling. Sisters on the sidewalk listening to the devil's lies. Brothers on the mountaintop trying to get wise. Looking for a feeling. Looking for a feeling There's a man in a cubbyhole dying to get rich Woman in a motel room with a seven-year itch Looking for a feeling Looking for a feeling This is Pam Tillis, the singer Pam Tillis. Her new album is Looking for a Feeling, and this is the title cut we're listening to. Uh, she is the daughter of Mel Tillis, and um, yes. she herself, and at this point, is a revered legacy artist herself there in the Nashville scene. Absolutely. Pam Tillis is one of those stellar country artists who's, you know, royalty in Nashville. And if you think you're not into mainstream country or old fashioned country, (laughs) try this record because I just think every track on this record is excellent from soup to nuts. The songwriting is great. The playing is amazing. She has some of her longtime studio musicians on it. And uh, her voice, it's just that mix of homespun and pure and relatable, but also gorgeous. Yeah, I'm just glad to have her back. You know, she was such a mainstay of country radio throughout the 90s. And it's been a really long time since she's put out a solo album of original material under her own name. She put out a couple of albums with another great classic country singer, Lori Morgan. But this is her first solo album of original material since 2007. And listening to it, as much as I get that feel of classic country... It also just has a lot of a classic singer-songwriter pop feel. I got Dusty Springfield vibes off this record. Uh, I, I Yeah, I, I was really glad you brought this one in. Looking for a Feeling is the record from Pam Tillis. Let's go next to Sylvan Esso. Sylvan Esso's new one is called With. Where you try to nap while the wild rides on with 
cute and so quick singing I got the moves of a TV queen folk girl here on a magazine picking the truth in a new pop song don't you wanna sing along stage this is Sylvan Esso the band Sylvan Esso their new one is called with and this song is radio and if you couldn't tell by listening to this it is a live album we don't do a lot of live albums on new music friday but it is a companion album to the band's first ever concert film uh, also called with it premiered on youtube last night yeah i mean you mentioned we don't do a lot of live albums but i think this is a special live album sylvan esso absolutely wonderful synth pop duo of amelia meath from mountain man and uh, the multi-instrumentalist nick sanborn and they're a wonderful wonderful live band but they put together a special much bigger band for this little tour that they put on in 2019 they got together the other members of mountain man they brought in jen wasner from Wyoke and meg duffy from hand habits dan gupta from twin sister I mean, there's just this list of collaborators on this record and the concert film captures the process of them working with their friends and trying to put together something new that wasn't like everything else they were doing. And you listen to this album and it has that energy to it. It has the energy of their collaboration while still capturing the incredible joy and songcraft of these wonderful, wonderful songs. I I couldn't stop listening to this. Just, just love it. I think this is a really good time for listeners to discover or rediscover favorite bands. Yeah. It was very smart of Sylvanesso to release this project just now because the live film, too, is something you'd want to watch over and over. The visuals are spectacular. I was thinking while, while listening to this, I grew up in a rural area. I know, Stephen, you did, too. But yeah. the nearest place to see a show was maybe two or three hours away. Uh, and I always loved listening to live albums growing up. We're more connected now, so I sometimes wonder if live albums are as important to fans as they used to be, but it reminded me of what I love about them. You know, they make me feel more connected to a community of fans, and they make the band feel more human, I think. It's a, it's a marvelous survey of so much of what they've done already, but also like what makes a great live album. When you think about classic live albums, it's so much personality and charisma. And when I think of contemporary artists who have an enormous amount of personality and charisma, I immediately think of Amelia Meath from Sylvanesso. Yeah, absolutely. Sylvanesso is the band. Their new one is called With. We've got one more album that I want to play before we take a break. This comes from the rapper Quelle Chris and the producer Chris Keys. It's called Innocent Country 2. This is the rapper Quelle Chris along with producer Chris Keys. 
their new project together is called Innocent Country 2. Uh, this track we're listening to is called Black Twitter. And back for this one is John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? You are the host of Culture Cipher Radio for our partner station, XPN, and uh, host your own podcast called Serious Rap Shit. Yes. Um, this album from Quelly Chris and Chris Keys is a sequel to Innocent Country, released back in 2015. And I really love how this one plays out almost like a film score with the, you know scenes and dialogue clips and spoken word. It was really cinematic, and I almost felt like I was watching this movie unfold on a virtual screen. Yeah, it's interesting. It even opens with a recap of the prior record, which is yeah, which is years, you know, removed from this one. This record is absolutely incredible. I enjoyed it a lot. Usually, Quelle Chris is kind of known for making music that has like this really wry, sarcastic, and even like dark sense of humor. And there's a lot of that still in this record. But for the most part, this album is really joyous. It's like optimistic and uplifting. It, it was honestly beautiful to listen to. Yeah, that's interesting you should say that, John, because it took me by surprise. I got into Quelly Chris through Jean Grey, his wife and uh, artistic partner, and mm -hmm. I definitely expected a little more of that. I don't know, it's not darkness exactly, but that vinegar flavor, and this was this was dreamy. Yeah, dreamy, uh, gorgeous record, optimistic, triumphant. <laughs> it keeps <laughs> words like that keep kind of like dinging in my mind. This is like right up my alley, and it's, it's just a beautiful listen. Well, it's funny, looking over the list of collab collaborators for this record. You know, he works with Earl Sweatshirt and Homeboy Sandman and Meryl Garbus from Toon Yards. And then I'm looking over the list of credits and I see Josh Gondelman, the comedian. And Josh Gondelman, mm -hmm. if you don't know him, and which I highly recommend checking him out if you, if you don't know him, he's a very kind and hopeful and uplifting guy. Like his whole brand is that he's maybe literally the nicest person in the world. I'm listening to this wild, inventive kind of space rap odyssey. And then I hear the sweet voice of Josh Gondelman coming in and telling me, basically literally telling me it's going to be okay. And I think tonally speaking, this is the right album for its moment. Yeah, I kept thinking about that while listening to these songs. It's like, yo, they're going to release this record at the exact perfect moment. Yeah. For, for where we are culturally. Quelle Chris, the rapper Quelle Chris and producer Chris Keys. The new record is called Innocent Country 2. Thanks so much, John. Yeah, thank you, Robin. I appreciate it. Okay, more albums on the way, but first let's take a short break and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code SONGS. BetterHelp. Get help. Anytime. Anywhere. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson and Ann Powers. And we're looking at the best albums out on April 24th. We start off the second half of our show with a new one from Lucinda Williams. It's called Good Souls, Better Angels. Till on my mind, I can't erase it. That demon I hear 
He had to chase it That says he's clean He's trying to brace it But he's a bad man He has to face it Still on my mind I can't erase it But I'm waking up From a bad dream I'm shaking up It was a bad scene But I'm waking up From a bad dream It shook me up It was a bad scene But I'm waking up It shook me up I'm waking up It fucked me up But I'm waking up This is Lucinda Williams. Her new one is called Good Souls, Better Angels. The song we're listening to right now is called Waking Up. And her music has always felt so vital and relevant. And now, it's sometimes hard to believe she's been at this for 40 years now. Lucinda Williams is an American original, a true poet, but also, you know, a rocker, like a real rocker. I'll tell you, I interviewed her, I met her for the first time when she put out her first record on Rough Trade. It wasn't her first record but it was sort of the beginning of the of the career that became legendary and i remember meeting her in a diner in daily city and she was wearing a leather jacket wow. and i just thought this is the toughest woman <laughs> you know she's just the toughest and the coolest and and she's still the toughest and the coolest you know in her yeah. at 67 years old she's she is and she's rocking harder than ever this record it's very minimal in a way and her voice I don't even know how to describe her voice, what it's become, what kind of instrument it's become. I mean, you could put her in the same room as as Patti Smith, I think, you know, as just a woman who, as they say, D-G-A-F. She does not care. Well, you describe her, <laughs> describe what a badass she was, you know, when you met her. And I feel like that is exactly what I continue to think about listening to this record. I mean, her voice is raw and, you know, at first, listen it might strike you as abrasive but her timing is impeccable her delivery is amazing the emotional depth of these songs and a lot of this record is inspired by the current political situation she has some strong views and they uh, really permeate this record you know i've listened to her last few albums and i felt like she had gotten into a zone where she was really singing these very weary dirges. You know, her her music could be very dirgy. And this record is so dark and it can be so bleak. And when you talk about its allusions to the current political climate, listen to the song Man Without a Soul. And you get a sense of 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 the really dark and weary and sad you know, place that this record is coming from lyrically full of allusions to the devil and stuff. But at the same time, and this is so important, this is a blues record and the arrangements just snap with this vitality. It has much more oomph, I think, sonically than some of her more recent records. I I dug it. Lucinda Williams, her new one. It's a good one. Good Souls, Better Angels. Let's go next to the percussionist Ian Chang. Ian Chang has a new one called Belonging.
This is Ian Chang, the percussionist Ian Chang, and his new solo album, debut solo album, is called Belonging. He's best known to some as the drummer, uh, a really remarkable drummer, for the band Sun Lux, though he's worked with many other artists. Madly love the rhythms and sounds he makes on this one. It's always a bit disjointed, but grounded, I think, on this unique and singular path that you can tell he's following in his own mind. It's interesting because uh, Ian Chang talks about his music as uh, cyborgian. Uh, I think you have to earn that, you know, like it's an easy thing to say, but not every artist really hits that combo of the human and the more human than human. But I think he really achieves it on this record. Uh, There are inevitable connections in my ears to Daft Punk or Flying Lotus or even Bjork. I wrote down Flying Lotus in my notes right here. It's he's working with elements that don't feel so much at like beats as like sculptures. Uh, well it's said. really inventive, but yeah, yeah. It, it's really inventive. But there's also a reverent quality to it. But a lot of it is about finding a home and about, but also about like finding comfort in a sense of rootlessness. And I think in that way, it it feels relevant to the moment. So he's really expanding his sound here and the palette of sounds that he's working with. He had an EP out a few years ago that were, it was all instrumentals and they were songs built on these beats and samples that he triggered with a a special drum kit. He brings in some more people, particularly the addition of vocalists. I want to play a bit of a song called Comfort Me that features Kia Victoria on vocals. Ian Chang is the artist. His debut solo album is called Belonging. Let's go next to Tom Mish and Yusuf Days. They've got a new project together called What Kind of Music? This is Tom Mish and Yusuf Days. Their new album together is called What Kind of Music. Uh, the song we're listening to is called Lift Off. And here to talk about this one is Nate Chinen of WBGO and Jazz Night in America. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. Tom Mish is a, a multi-instrumentalist and producer, and Yusuf Days is a jazz artist. Both are from the UK. I don't think you need to look too hard for entry points to into this music, but 
certainly the beats and the polyrhythms were a great way in for me. So what is happening in the UK right now around these kinds of grooves and jazz? Well, I feel like there's so much just coming out of the London scene, but this one's a little different, partly because of Tom Mish, who is someone who has a, a huge fan base, not generally among jazz people, though. Um, I have a question for, for everyone, actually. Ask away. Um, <laughs> any fans of the quote-unquote classic John Mayer trio? Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really didn't think that's where you were going. As a refresher, John Mayer, you know, your body is a wonderland, that guy. <laughs> he is a guitar shredder who decided at one point to go out on the road with a trio featuring bassist Pino Palladino and drummer Steve Jordan. And, you know, part of the inspiration that Mayer had at the time is that he, being a, a reasonably intelligent person, idolized D'Angelo's album Voodoo and wanted to capture some of that energy, um, which has a lot to do with Pino Palladino, right? So skip ahead however many years, and Tom Mish is uh, an English guitar player, producer, uh, SoundCloud artist who is of the generation that was inspired by that John Mayer trio. And in fact, his music is sort of John Mayer-esque, I would say. It's definitely a, a sort of John Mayer with a new operating system kind of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. And so he finds himself a fantastic groove drummer, Yusuf Days, who is jazz trained, but really kind of a, a master of all these trippy little funk things that go into groove music. And guess who's on bass on this track and, and a few others on this album? None other than Rocco Palladino, Pino's son. Oh! <laughs> so we've got a real like next generation vibe here. And, you know, the lineage is not only in the personnel, but it's definitely in the in the groove and in the vibe itself. And part of the the alchemy here is that, you know, these two musicians... They actually come out of the same neighborhood in South London, but they inhabit quite different scenes. Um, and so they're, they're finding common ground in this, you know, groovy UK, part jazz, part soul, whatever John Mayer is. Um, <laughs> and and they're just finding this way to to just feel good over that connection. You know, this this album goes down so smooth. Yeah. Um, you know, it, for anyone seeking just kind of comfort that doesn't demand a whole lot of you, but but also engages you on multiple levels, I think this album really works. Tom Mish and Yusuf Days together on this one. What kind of music is the album? Thanks so much, Nate. My pleasure. We have one more album that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but there are a handful of other notable releases we want to mention. Uh, first off, for anyone who's been looking ahead and keeping track of release dates, there are a bunch of albums that were supposed to come out today that have been pushed back. Corb Lund, The Indigo Girls, Rufus Wainwright, and Luke Bryan all had albums uh, originally slated for April 24th. If you were expecting those out today, they have been pushed to later dates, and we'll let you know when they finally drop. Uh, two records I want to mention out now on April 24th, though. One from BC Camplight. It's called Shortly After Takeoff. This is the music of Brian Cristinzio. He's from New Jersey. It's really hard to describe uh, his music, but it, it's both bleak and funny, <laughs> bleak and comical, <laughs> often very theatrical, adventurous. You really just need to hear it. BC Camplight, shortly after takeoff is the record. The band Other Lives is back with a new one called For Their Love. This is a band from Stillwater, Oklahoma. 
For Their Love sounds to me like I kept thinking if Joy Division scored a spaghetti western. It had those oh, wow. kind of guitars and that voice. Uh, Other Lives is the band. The album is called For Their Love. And then I want to mention a new EP called Ache of Victory from the singer-songwriter Jayla. She's from New York City, a stunning voice. Fans have been waiting a long time for this one. Ache of Victory from Jayla, and that's spelled Z-S-E-L-A. The Canadian-born but Austin-based singer-songwriter Whitney Rose continues to perfect her country rock sound on an album called We Still Go to Rodeos. Love that title, maybe one of the album titles of the year. Really like this new record from Hazel English, who is Australian but lives in the East Bay in California. It's kind of 60s-tinged pop. So if you like bands like La Luz, it has that psychedelic Mm -hmm. element. Also recalls early Marianne Faithful or that Carnaby Street pop sound of women in cool miniskirts. Really good record. Hazel English, her record's called Wake Up. The great Alice Bag, who basically invented L.A. punk in the band called The Bags, is totally back. She's 61 years old. She is making punk rock aerobic videos online. <laughs> you can check them I out. I saw that. That's amazing. <laughs> They're super cool. And uh, her new record, Sister Dynamite, is just full-on melodic punk, and it just sounds great. And then uh, one of my finds of the week, his name is Peter Oren. This isn't his first release. But if you haven't heard of him, check him out. He has this very unusual baritone voice, takes me back to classic 60s orchestral folk, I guess. And and his songwriting is very political and uh, beautiful arrangements. His new record is called Greener Pastures. And one more thing. X, one of my favorite bands of all time. I cannot tell you how excited they dropped an unexpected surprise record this week called Alphabet Land. This is their first record in 35 years with the original lineup of Exine Cervenka, John Doe, Billy Zoom, and DJ Bonebreak. And man, it is pure freaking X. <laughs> Alphabet Land. Go check it out. They released it on Bandcamp on, uh, on Wednesday. Really want to recommend a group from New Orleans called Sweet Crude, bilingual pop band. Uh, they've worked with Big Frida and Tank and the Bangas, but they sound sort of like, I guess, like a Cajun-influenced Peter Bjorn and John. The album is called Official. <laughs> <laughs> the album is called Officiel Artificiel, and a couple of UK folk singers who I deeply love have new releases. One is Luke DeCicio. Now, on All Songs Considered, when we were um, talking about our discoveries while we were prepping for the South by Southwest that never happened, Bob Boylan talked about Luke DeCicio, this great young folk singer, songwriter, kind of guy with acoustic guitar, and he put out this great record just in mid-March called Goodbye Folk Boy. Well, it is late April, and he's just put out another album. It's called Eucharist, uh, and it's really lovely. Apparently, it's part of a trilogy. I think the third part, they're going to wait maybe longer than five or six weeks to put out. Um, But he's still a a terrific discovery that I highly recommend. And speaking of uh, marvelous and charismatic uh, singer-songwriters from the UK, the Irish singer Dermot Kennedy, one of my uh, real favorites of of recent years, he's got a new EP called Lost in the Soft Light. It's live reworkings from this terrific record that he put out last year called Without Fear. That's Dermot Kennedy, and he's great. All that music out now on April 24th, along with the last one that we want to play for you. It comes from a band called Whim. Their new one is called A Buzz in the Abyss. Hey, I watched you float away from me, but I swear it's fine. 
a swallowed a tongue But not mine Somebody else's tongue Maybe the wrong one Feels like I've swallowed a tongue But not mine Somebody else's tongue This is the band Whim. The album is called A Buzz in the Abyss, and the song we're listening to is Somebody Else's Tongue. This is our discovery artist this week, or at least it was for me, and this is one one of your picks you turned me on to. Yeah, discovery for me too. I, I always check out whatever comes to me from the label Fluff and Gravy. It's one of my favorite labels. <laughs> it's out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, really cool, eclectic artists like Anna Tivill and David Dondero and the band Richmond Fontaine are all on this label. So I put this one on because it was from Fluff and Gravy and I instantly fell in love. Yeah, Anne, you mentioned uh, Fluff and Gravy Records. Sarah Isabella DeMusio was kind of, I guess you could say, discovered by the people who run, uh, help run Fluff and Gravy, uh, John Shepsky and Juniana Lanning. They first heard her when when she came in. She was 17 years old, and they were immediately smitten with her her music. They wanted to work with her. They're now her backing band on this record of Buzz in the <laughs> Abyss. And, for, you know, for such a young artist, you know, she's very well-traveled. She started out in Portland, moved to Galway, and then New York City, where she started writing you know, professionally for for visual media, and then has moved back to Portland. And she's just, fa- I think she's just found her sound. It's so crisp and timeless and economical. There's no waste in these arrangements. There's no waste in her songwriting. She's just terrific. Well, she had me uh, immediately at just a buzz in the abyss. Because, <laughs> well, you know, you got to get down in the abyss and make something happen while you're down there, you know? The- <laughs> <laughs> these are these are songs, you know, about trying to fathom her own mind and about finding purpose and pain and just observing the world with a kind of wonder mm. and awe, yes. even when everything's awful, which, uh, you know, <laughs> my God, I love that. <laughs> Whim is the band. Their new one is called A Buzz in the Abyss. And that'll do it for another edition of New Music Friday from our remote locations around the world. <laughs> Ann Powers, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Robin. And Stephen. From the closet of my game room, I wish you farewell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take care, everybody. Thanks, Robin. As always, if you want to hear full versions of the songs we featured on this week's show uh, and a whole bunch of other new tracks out this week, we've got New Music Friday playlists in both Spotify and Apple Music. Just open one of those apps and search for NPR Music. You can also listen on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. A reminder to follow me on Twitter at NPROBIN, NPROBIN. You can also follow NPR Music at NPR Music. You can also keep up with the latest from NPR Music with our newsletter. It comes out just once a week. Sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Take care, everybody. Be well out there and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>